On this edition of the Abrams Boxing Show, I talk to undefeated Sinisa Estrada. Estrada returns to the ring on Friday, July 24th on the zone when she takes on Miranda Atkins. She will talk about the fight with Atkins, her rivalry with Marlon Esparza, and her competitors in the 108 and possibly the 112 divisions. So relax, sit back, and enjoy with this great conversation with Sinisa Estrada. We're here live with undefeated Sinisa Estrada, who on July 24th uh, gets back in the ring, taking on undefeated Marianne Atkins. Sinisa, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm excited to be back in the ring. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about that. Let's start there. Obviously, with everything that was shut down for a couple months and gyms, and you couldn't get into a gym probably for a little bit, how were you able to, uh, you know, kind of contain yourself a little bit and, and, you know, get back into the mix? Um. Yeah, it was it was difficult. It was a little disappointing because I was going to fight on March 28th and I was having a great training camp. And about two weeks before the fight, um, everything was shut down and the fight was canceled. So um, since then, I've just been uh, doing whatever I can to just stay in shape when the gym was closed, whether it was going for a run or training at the park, um, working out in my living room. Um, anything I could just to make sure that I stood in shape because um, I just wanted to be prepared for when I, whenever I did get a fight date. There you go. So when, uh, I mean, when were you able to kind of get back into doing like uh, boxing activities? I would say it's been, um, about three weeks now and then, uh, <laughs> everything's been going great, but, uh, the governor just shut down, um, all gyms and everything in California again. So, um, our gym is shut down, uh, again. Unexpectedly, unexpectedly, maybe about three hours ago. Um, oh, well. So, yeah, uh, it's just uh, one thing after another. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, I, I only have about um, another week and a half of training. So I'm just going to continue to stay positive and just continue to stay in shape. Um, what, uh, so what are you going to do for the next uh, couple of weeks? Next, I'd say maybe a week, I guess. So you probably have another, you know, another week of kind of hard training. Yeah, um, this would be the last uh, hard week of training, which um, I was going to get as much sparring in as possible. Um, but besides that, just do, just keep working on a lot of cardio and keep doing mitts with my trainer. And, um, and yeah, just make the most of it. So tell us about Marion Atkins. I see her. She's 5-0, and five knockouts. What do you know about her? Um, I don't know much about Miranda Atkins. Um, Miranda you know, um, I'm sorry. What, what, the, Miranda I, Atkins. I said. Miranda? I, 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 I said Marianne. I must have read it. Oh, wrong. okay. <laughs> Miranda Atkins. Yeah, I don't know much about her, um, but I'm just I'm just grateful that she stepped up and accepted the fight. Um, you know, I was originally supposed to fight Jackie Pavel, who's from Mexico, um, but she has a knee injury, and then we were trying to get a few other opponents um, with who have more experience than Atkins, um, but because of the whole border situation and stuff and everything going on, we couldn't get those opponents. And to be on the safe side, we just had to get somebody from the U.S. Um, so we tried different opponents. And uh, Miranda was the one who was willing to step up and accept it. So You're with uh, Golden Boy Promotions now. and uh, You're from East L.A. And obviously the correlation with Oscar De La Hoya. I know earlier in your career you fought on different cards for different promoters. In fact, the uh, – uh, the first time I think I saw you fight, I actually worked with Willie Monroe when he fought Golovkin, and you fought on that card. So I was there for that fight. Um, 
So what's it like being being uh, now promoted by, you know, uh, probably one of the biggest idols in, from East L.A. and Oscar? It's great. It's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Um, the whole beginning of my career was, was such a struggle and everything was just so difficult. And I'm great. Always be grateful for Tom Lopler, who had me on about three or four Triple G undercards. And I was on the Superfly card. So he gave me all those opportunities to be able to have that exposure on these big cards when, when most promoters weren't, weren't doing it at all. Um, and, and, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad that everything is a lot easier. now I'm able to fight at the weight classes that I should be fighting at um, in the beginning of my career. And, and, and before signing with golden boy, I was always fighting these girls who were just so much bigger and so much heavier, like fights that I shouldn't have even been taking. But of course I took the fights because I wanted to fight. And uh, it was kind of like a take it or leave it type of thing. Um, and I wanted to get in there. I wanted to fight. I wanted to build my record. And I wanted to try to get as much exposure as possible. So I would always accept fights and no matter what weight class it was. Um, but now with Golden Boy, you know, things are just easier. Um, I get to fight at the weight class that I should be fighting at. And I get to get the fights that, that I want. So it's great, to, it's great that they have, they know the vision that I want, the vision that I see for myself. And they, uh, they support it 100%. You mentioned your personal struggle, and obviously there's always been, you know, struggle for women's boxing to get, to get their own respect. Uh, uh, news of the last couple of hours of the Jamal Herring uh, fight falling out, and a women's fight has been elevated to the main event on national television with Michaela Mayer and Helen Joseph. Obviously, probably wasn't the way they wanted to become the main event, but a women's fight, a female fight, is a main event on ESPN. How much of that, you know, you, you see that and, you know, uh, say that they, you know, he, women's boxing is starting to maybe get their respect. Yeah, definitely. It's amazing to see. Um, you know, I, I know Jamal, I'm good friends with him and, you know, it's very unfortunate that he's uh, not able to fight, but, um, but yeah, you know, I'm glad Michaela's getting that opportunity and it's crazy because I've seen, I started boxing when I was eight years old. So I came up in the amateurs and that whole decade, well, it was more than a decade that women's boxing was just completely dead and, and there was no women fighting on TV. Um, there wasn't too many women in the pros. No big promoters were signing women. So to be able to grow up and come up in boxing and to see how everything has, has been changing is, is amazing. And it's just, it's been recent within the past two, three years that everything's changed. And there were so many times where like, I, I just wanted to give up because I was like, you know, when is this going to happen? And like, even before I started boxing, when I was seven, I was, I always said to myself, I'm going to be signed with the biggest promoter in boxing, Golden Boy Promotions, of course, because I knew Oscar was from East LA as well. And uh, I'm going to be a world champion and I'm going to fight on TV. Like, I just knew it. Like, I, I knew that was going to happen. And that's always the vision I have for myself, even as a seven-year-old girl. But I just didn't know what to, I just didn't know what to expect when I was actually like, you know, when I turned pro, I didn't know how, how they treated women's boxing, you know? Um, so to see that change now and to see like, you know, the vision that I have when, that I had when I was seven year old, seven years old, wasn't that insane, you know, <laughs> uh, now to see it comes to life is, is great. It's amazing. What made you want to start fighting at seven, eight years old? Um, I would watch boxing with my dad when I was about uh, five, six, seven. Uh, my parents divorced when I was one. So the, the only time I would like get to see my dad and spend time with him was on the weekends. 
Um, so me and my brothers would go over to his house and he would always throw on um, old classic boxing fights. His favorite fighters are Brittle Duran. Um, or he would order all like the current pay-per-view fights that were on. Um, and then growing up with two older brothers, I really had no choice. We were huge wrestling fans, huge boxing fans. Mm -hmm. So um, he didn't really, he wasn't showing me boxing fights to get me to start boxing. He didn't, that's not what he wanted. He was just, he was just a big fan of boxing. So mm. he just, you know, wanted to throw on some fights and watch him. Um, so he didn't expect me at all to say like, to fall in love with it and say that I wanted, I want to do it. And so I would, ima I would imagine he was a big fan of Oscar as well, you know, getting all the pay-per-view fights. And now his daughter is being, being promoted by the Golden Boy, which is probably a pretty cool thing for him too. Yeah, it's really cool. It's amazing. Uh when we're talking about like the evolution of women's boxing and one thing about women's boxing, and after I say this word rivalries, you know where I'm going to go right now, you and Marlon, you, you guys stole the show and Canelo's last show, uh, fight with Sergey Kovalev, bad blood leading up, still bad blood. You said there wasn't going to be a re <laughs> you, you gave the old Apollo creed. There ain't going to be no rematch, but I think you've kind of, uh, I've heard, read in recent things and you softened your stance a little bit and maybe we'll see uh Estrada Esparza part two? Yeah, definitely. I, I told her that I would give her the rematch at 108 pounds. Um, we fought at 112, which is not like my natural weight class. Mm -hmm. I was eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner all week just so I can maintain 112, 111. Because uh, I was waking up every day at like 108. Um, so I told her that, uh, yeah, I'll give her a rematch at 108. I, I think that's fair for her to come to my weight now since I went to hers. And um, I'll definitely be willing to give her the rematch. So um, she hasn't said yes yet, but we'll see. Um, How cool was it? I'm sure you got a lot of great feedback on the fight. A lot of eyes were, on, were watching, you know, because the Canelo fight. But you, you guys put on a put on a hell of a show. Uh, I mean, how, how uh, grateful were you to, to hear some of the feedback on on your fight as well for the, uh, that night? Oh, yeah, it was, it was great. Great feedback. I mean, it, it I've heard a lot of people say, like, a lot of men say, oh, I, I never watched women's boxing, but, you know, after seeing you in a Sparza fight, now I'm a boxing, I'm a women's boxing fan, and I'll watch another women's boxing match again. Um, so that's always great to hear. And, um, and yeah, I, um, I wish the whole, I wish she didn't have an excuse as far as the headbutt situation. Um, I'm not the type of fighter whoever intentionally headbutts. And I rewatched the fight plenty of times, the ref warned us both once for coming in both with our heads at the same time and um like I still have no respect for her because she just she just keeps using the head buzz as an excuse and as a way out and I feel like with one more round left to go um if any if it was if it was so bad the ref would have been the first one to to stop the fight and, and say that she can't continue but she herself said it uh, and I think it's because she she was exhausted. She was done, and she didn't want to go one more round. Um, so, I was, I was saying, even though you won the first fight, is the motivation of kind of some unfinished business? Is that the motivation for the second fight to to just you know no excuses this time, win win clearly? Yeah, the motivation this time is to just uh, sh shut her up and to just you know no no excuses this time. At the end of the after the fight, I want to hear her say that I'm just the better fighter. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, you got. Who are some of the other people? Like I said, you're not looking past this fight. You're not looking past if there's a rematch. But who are there some of the other girls that you may be targeting around 108 pounds? Um, I would like to fight 
Yesenia Gomez, who's the WBC 108 pound champion. I would like to fight Annabelle Ortiz, who's the 105 pound WBA champion. Um, Jessica Bopp, who's 108 pound mm-hmm. WBA champion, I believe. And um, yeah, there, there's, I would just like to fight all the world champions who are at 105 and 108 and then uh, make my way up to 112 after um, because I feel like I can, even though I'll, I'll be the smaller fighter at that weight class always. I still feel like I can um, win some fights there as well. There you have it. A couple last questions. What do you want to say to the fans out there who are watching this? I just want to thank everybody for the support, and thank you for having me. And uh, July 24th, live on The Zone. Don't and, where, and where do we find you on, on social media for the fans who want to start following you or, or want to continue to follow you? Um, at Sinisa underscore Superbad. There she has it. Sinisa Estrada, July 24th, back on The Zone. We look forward to seeing the fight, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you. That was great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.